Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 28. This is so fun. I seriously love sitting in my office, recording the podcast and talking to you all. I have to admit to you, it is morning time on Friday. I usually release Thursday night and my kids just wouldn't go to bed last night. And so I decided to do it this morning instead of trying to have all the friction in the evening. So good morning to you or wherever this catches you. I hope you're having a great day time. Hopefully you're doing the dishes. I feel like that's what I'm usually doing or driving. Okay. So today I have a really good episode for you. I'm going to warn you, it's big um, in the sense that it can be very profound, but there's a few little technical things involved. So this is definitely not a sit back and take it all in, although definitely I recommend doing that maybe the first time you listen to it. But if you're going to want to take home and really apply the effects of today's episode, you might need to listen to it twice or find a way to sit down and take some notes. Um, depending on how familiar you familiar you are with my tools. Okay, when I'm talking about healing depression in the title today, Neutralize Your Thoughts, Heal Your Depression, I want to just put that in context real quick. I do believe when it comes to postpartum anxiety and depression that there are other factors at play besides your, your thoughts creating feelings. Okay. I do recognize that it's very possible and likely that hormones are coming into play. Um, if you, you know, hemorrhage at birth that can come into play, um, genetics and chemical imbalances that were preexisting from before you delivered the baby. So I just want to throw out there that, um, when I say heal your depression, I'm talking about with your thoughts. Okay. So I'm just addressing thoughts, creating feelings. Now, that being said, even if hormones are at play or some other factors within your body that you can't particularly control until you identify them and maybe get some testing or see a doctor or anything, even more important for you then to be watching your thoughts. Because if there are other factors at play, thoughts are something that you can control. So Regardless of what's causing you to be where you're at right now emotionally, this work will help you. This work helped me. Coaching and the model. Okay, the model is the tool I'm going to review with you today. You can look at episode 14 to really go deeper with it. I explain it more there. But the model is basically how we do thought work, how we change our thoughts, how we witness our thoughts, how we 
get up into our brain and have more control over how we are feeling in our life. Okay. The model gives us power over our circumstances and it's what I used. It brought me out of depression after I'd met with a doctor. I'd gotten on the maximum dosage of antidepressants. I'd met with a therapist. I'd attended support groups. I tried taking the lovely homeopathic supplements. I tried walking and having me time. And I do think that those things all built up and worked bit by bit, but coaching definitely pulled the most weight. Okay. The model, which is the tool, like I said, I'm going to review with you today is what allowed me to notice that there was a way to pull myself out of the emotional state I was in. The model was like a flashlight shining upon rungs of a ladder that I hadn't known was there. Like my depression was this deep, dark hole. Okay. And the model was like a flashlight to a ladder to get out of it. So that is the impact that what I'm going to be teaching you today had on me. And it's not just the model, but specifically neutralizing your thoughts. So there's going to be three steps I'm going to be teaching today. They're not crazy. Okay. I'm not, I don't want to scare you into overwhelm or something. Um, but they're going to take some focus. Okay. They're going to take some tweaking of things up in your brain. I want you to imagine you have, um, parts of your brain that you haven't explored. There is part of a part of your brain or thoughts in your brain that you have not yet shown a light on. Okay. The room is dark in certain areas of your brain. Now there are some things that if I were to ask you, why are you feeling the way you are right now? You could tell me, Oh, it's because my kid does this and I don't like it. It's because my husband does this and he gets home at this time. And I feel like this, but there are a lot of things in your brain that are causing you to feel the way you do right now. And that have compounded day after day because you're thinking them and you're not aware that you're thinking them. You are not aware that you're thinking them and they are controlling how you feel. Your thoughts are creating your feelings and controlling your feelings. Your thoughts create feeling language, which creates thoughts in your mind, creates feelings. And so today we're going to tap into that. We're going to turn the lights on up there where it's dark in your mind and where you haven't witnessed some thoughts. I'm at least I'm teaching you the tools to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that for you. That's your responsibility. That's the part you can play, but I'm going to give you all you need to be able to do that. All right. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to review the model. Now, the first step to change this is step one, by the way, the first step to ever changing anything is to know what you're working with. Okay. So I'm going to call step one, total awareness. We are trying to get clarity on what the problem is, what the context is for how you're feeling and everything that's going on. So here's an example. Let's say you start to notice that Usually it's while you're fixing lunch for your kids that you st- you feel extremely touchy and anxious and you snap easily. Okay. And you're, you're completely clueless as to why, but you do notice that it's happening and you don't like it and you want to know why, why do you snap so easily around this time of the day? What's going on? What are the factors here? So you start to put it into the model. You run a model. Okay. So Again, episode 14 goes deeper on the model. If you have never heard me talk about it, but I'm going to like lay it out once I'm going to lay out one example here so you can get familiar if you really don't know what I'm talking about or brush it off if you have heard of it, but you need a review. So you sit down with a piece of paper when, you know, at one moment when you have some time or the kids aren't bugging you or whatever, they're in bed and you're just thinking about how much this bothers you. So you're like, okay, circumstance, I have four kids. All right. And one of your thoughts about these four kids 
is they are so loud. Now I could put a lot more in the circumstance. Like I make them lunch. They communicate at a volume of approximately 120 decibels, which is actually quite loud. I looked up, I Googled a baby's cry can be about 130 decibels and can feel quite uncomfortable for the ears and stuff. And I don't know at what decibel level hearing loss starts to ensue, but it doesn't matter. I wanted to actually keep all of that out of the circumstance because I start to already feel frustrated when I, you know, it's very easy for me to feel frustrated when I start referring specific things about the loudness of my kids because it bothers me right now. So that's why I purposely chose to put in the circumstance something very neutral. I have four kids. It's a fact. It doesn't cause me a lot of emotion. Okay. I actually don't have four kids. I have three. This is just an example model. (laughs) All right. So my thought is they are so loud feeling annoyed. That is my feeling. When I think the thought And when the words in my brain are, they are so loud, those four words, pieces of language, I feel annoyed at that, with that thought. Okay. So the actions that I take when I'm annoyed, I tell them to be quiet a lot. I notice how loud they are. I'm not noticing the way that they're playing nicely together or they're laughing. Um, I'm not noticing that they're expressing emotions in their body. I'm not interpreting it like that because I'm just focused on the loudness. They are so loud. I just notice the volume. I don't think about solutions even to help reduce the noise levels. I don't think about maybe redirecting them to play in another room or teaching them about why it hurts my ears and talking them through it at all. I just am an annoyance. And so I focus on the things that annoy me. I continue to feel annoyed and the annoyance the annoyance builds and the longer they scream, the longer I think this thought, I don't do anything to stop the screaming. Okay. You get the picture here. I'm, and then another action, and this is important to notice is I snap at them and I yell louder than I normally would if I was not feeling annoyed. Okay. So if I was on a calm day, I wouldn't be yelling loud, but when I'm in annoyance from the thought, they are so loud. I'm now getting loud and I'm, I'm annoyed. So the result of the model, the last part of the model is our result. Um, I continue to think they're so loud. Okay. When I think the thought they're so loud, I don't take my place, take myself to a place mentally where I'm able to get out of that thought. I'm just really, really in it. Also part of the result here is that I become louder for me. So when I think they are so loud, I become so loud. Okay. So I did a model. That's all I did. I went through the circumstance, the thought, the feeling, action, and result, but that basically gives me a clear cross section into awareness. Why I'm feeling what I'm feeling is my thought. What am I feeling? Putting a name on the emotion, right? The feeling of of the model and then my actions, which is so fascinating. You guys, you've got to think about what you're doing and what you're not doing, what you're focusing on and what you're not focusing on what you continue to feel, what you're not able to feel. All of these things are limited or opened up depending on our thought and our feeling. Our feelings direct all of our actions. Okay. So again, to solve any problem, you've got to first know what the problem really is. And that is where you do a model and you get full awareness. This is so good. You guys, I wish I had this when I was struggling with my kids would have saved them a lot of mean mom. (laughs) would have saved me a lot of heartache and guilt and confusion. Like, why can I not do this more? Why is this so hard for me? So I'm going to be sharing more about actually my first few models that I ever did a little bit in this next couple sections. Okay. Moving on to step two, total side note here. I read a new review that came in, which I'll probably read next week. 
and I'm so excited to read it. But one of the things it said was that I have like the perfect voice or a calm voice for podcasting. It's so funny that I read that because so many people have told me that and I'm I'm a singer, I'm a musician. I don't know if it's because like I'm a vocalist and I'm able, I don't know, or if it's just my, apparently it's just my voice. So I thought that was so funny. If that's something that you feel you have to tell me, I will laugh. Um, maybe leave a review <laughs> all about how my voice is calming for you. <laughs> just kidding. That'd be creepy. No, but you can leave a review anytime <laughs> on iTunes. I actually really appreciate those. And at this point I don't have so many that I can't read everyone. So I do read everyone that comes through. Um, so feel free to leave a review um, on iTunes, more than just the stars. I'm talking about like words, you know, it takes a little bit of extra effort, but if you get something out of this podcast, feel free to do that. Okay. Step two. Are you ready? This one's good. This one is good. And it also kind of stings a little bit. So step two is taking responsibility. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I want to emphasize with this step that there is no skipping it. <laughs> and that if we don't do step number two, which is taking responsibility, and I'm going to sp- explain that in a minute. Um, but essentially I'm talking about taking responsibility for the thought that you're thinking and that it's creating your feeling and not your kids. Your kids aren't creating your feelings. Okay. Or your husband or whatever your depression and the diagnosis, whatever. Okay. So when you take responsibility of how you feel, it changes everything. It is so necessary. And in fact, I noticed that if I have a client who is refraining from doing this or just hasn't been able to fully do it, if I haven't been able to show them how they are responsible, they are held back in their progress. This is vital for you guys, whether you are my clients, whether you are with me on Instagram, if you're going to be trying to feel better in your life, this is besides awareness. This is the next big step here is noticing and finding and being hungry to understand how is it that I'm creating my feelings. And here's why friends, number one, your circumstances, your kids, whatever the thing is, that's bothering you lunchtime screaming, (laughs) whatever it is, is not going to, you're not going to experience it the same way when you find out and you go and believe and understand that you are creating your feelings and not the circumstance. And by not experiencing it the same way, I'm saying you're going to have so much more freedom friend. This is good news. Okay. So now you do have to be careful, especially if you're in depression or in anxiety. If I do a model with you and you look at your thought and you realize through doing your model and that awareness, you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing this. I'm creating it. It's not my kids. It's this thought. That's the problem. And I can change that sometimes in this moment, 
our brains want to guilt trip us. They want to get on our backs. They want to freak out about all the negativity that we're creating in all areas of our life and go down this rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so bad at this. And why can't I be more aware? So be careful here. We want to take responsibility, but we don't want to drag ourselves into a pit of despair. (laughs) Okay. We're just sticking with the one thought. And just because you're creating it doesn't mean you meant to, first of all, it could be unconscious. Okay. So as we start to shine on, uh, shine a light, on the room of your brain, right? You might find, oh my gosh, it's really messy up there. You might notice you start to have judgments about what you are looking at now that the light is on. And you have to just be careful. Be like, okay, so I created the mess, but I didn't know that I did. My brain just does this without me like noticing. So this is the first time you're choosing to go up there and see what's up there, but it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to say, I created all of this. Like you did technically, but also the human brain just does a lot on its own, especially when we're not up there turning lights on. So the reassurance you can take away from, you know, getting this awareness and realizing you're creating your feelings through your thinking is that I've never managed my mind before. So of course it's a little messy up here. Of course it is like, this is normal. This is normal that there are a lot of thoughts that are causing me a lot of pain That's what depression looks like. And the good news is that I am starting to take responsibility and with time and with effort and attention, I can change all of this. I can change and manipulate all my feelings to get them where I want them to be. And that's what today's really about. The power tool here isn't, um, positive pep talks, which is where most people think it is. It's in neutralizing. So we're going to get to that. All right. First, I want to tell you, tell you, got a Southern accent for a second. First, I want to tell you a little bit about what it looks like to take responsibility. And I want to walk the walk with you. Okay. I had to do this and I want to share a model that was one of the first models I ever did. And, um, it was really funny. It was really funny looking back at my journal. I actually, I cherish and still have to this day, my notebook that I had when I first joined Jody Moore's coaching program. And I found the model and I found all this work and I started doing the first models ever and like basically shining the light on my own brain for the first time. So I'm going to share with you a couple things from that. Okay. So we've done the model right in step one. And so taking responsibility, what that looks like is you're looking at your model and you notice that there's the circumstance which is the facts. Okay. Like your kids, you have four of them. They scream sometimes, although that even the word scream can be emotionally packed. If it's something that really bothers you. So you have to be careful about the language. We have to be careful about the language you use in the circumstance. Make sure it doesn't provoke any emotion. When you describe your circumstances, make sure your language provides neutralness, neutrality. And then you're going to look at your thought and you're going to be like, Oh, they're so loud. Okay. That's my thought. When I think the thought they're so loud and I use those three words, they are so loud in my mind to describe the fact that I have four children who are playing, I feel annoyed. You could think any thought in the universe, right? There are literally trillions, if not more options of combinations of words and language that you could put together in your brain to form a thought and a little sentence in your mind to create the experience and the filter and the lens through which you perceive your circumstance. And the one we're choosing, you have to look at it carefully and realize that you're choosing it. They are so loud. Okay. 
And so when we own it and we notice that we're choosing it, then we don't have to fight against it and we're able to release it. We're in a position to release it because we own it. Maybe you're walking through your grandmother's house and you see something really beautiful that you know your sister would love. And you're like, oh, I really want to give this to her. Like, no, you wouldn't do that. It's your grandma's, <laughs> right? You have to own it first to be able to decide where it goes, whether you want to give it to someone, you want to donate it to charity, you want to sell it, or you just want to keep it. But the first step in directing and redirecting and doing anything with your thoughts is realizing that they're yours and you created them. Okay. So it can sound mean or harsh sometimes, especially when we look at our thoughts and we, we think our circumstances are causing the pain, but I promise you, this is the best news. You want to get to a place where you're hungry to own all your thoughts. And that's where I was. I was like, you know what? This is what I realized that it meant. If I own my thoughts, then that means that I could be happy as a mom. That means that my only option here isn't to just run away from my children or try to escape or hire a sitter or like buffer like crazy to get away from them because I could learn how to change my thoughts so that I could enjoy being them so that the circumstance of my children is more pleasant to me. And that's exactly what I wanted. And that's what I was devastated that wasn't happening. But unfortunately the circumstance of my three kids was really, 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 really negative for me. So going to one of my first models, I'll give you an example. This is seriously so elementary and a perfect example. So if you're just starting out, this will probably bring you comfort. My circumstance was I have three kids. Like literally this is sitting next to the journal that I found right next to me right here. So I wrote, I have three kids for the circumstance, which is very neutral. I'm good. Good job, Lizzie. I did that. The thought was, holy crap. (laughs) Holy crap. The feeling was overwhelmed. When I think holy crap about the circumstance of three kids, I feel overwhelmed. I produce a feeling of overwhelm. Okay. And my action was now I didn't really do an awesome job at my action line. I'm a lot more thorough now and I'm better at it. But when I wrote this model, my action was I'm scattered. I feel trapped, uh, which is a thought. So it doesn't really belong in my action line, but it is nice to notice that this thought of holy crap and the feeling of overwhelm takes me to thoughts like I feel trapped and to feelings like trapped. And so, um, those are really nearby. So I went ahead and just stuck them in my action line because in my mind, those are kind of actions. I start to feel anxious. So I'm almost just depicting the cycle and like the symptoms of overwhelm for me, where it takes me, not just what I do in overwhelm, but kind of the really close neighborhood around it, where it leads me. Um, I get in a bad mood and I snap easily. Okay. So these were my actions when I wrote this model and my result is my mind continues to create language that builds overwhelm as my driving emotion. Um, okay. So it's funny, like a lot of times I'll go to the thought and I'll try to reflect it in the result. So I'll be like, you know, for the, the example we did above, they are so loud. The result is I am so loud. And that's usually true, but it was funny. I I was like, okay, the thought is holy crap. I'm like, um, I have holy crap. I don't know. I don't know what the result would be with that. No. So sometimes it works great where it kind of reflects like that, but a lot of times it doesn't too. So anyway, my result was I just continued to be overwhelmed. So this crap, this crap, this thought, holy crap puts me into more overwhelm and keeps me there. Okay. So 
Again, if I look at this and I'm trying to take responsibility, I separate my circumstance from my feeling by attributing all of the emotion into the thought line. The language of your thoughts is what creates emotion and nothing else. So when you realize that either consciously or unconsciously, you're choosing to think the thoughts, you feel free to move past them. All right. And that leads us to step three. Okay. Step three is basically the next step that I haven't really taught yet on the podcast. I have taught about doing models and being aware And I have talked about, probably not in a whole episode dedicated to it, but I have talked about taking responsibility. So this part is new and this is really powerful. And I've been noticing it a lot lately with my clients and how well it works. And so I wanted to teach it here. But before you do step three, which is neutralizing your thoughts, you have to first see your thought and take responsibility for it. Okay. But, um, regardless of how well you feel like you're doing it, those first two steps, this is going to be helpful. Even just listening to this and hearing it. And I'm going to share a ton of examples of how to neutralize different thoughts. I took a lot of thoughts from, again, my journal. I was like really wanting to get back into that headspace I was in when I was in my full on depression and struggling. So lucky for you, I journaled that (laughs) lucky for the world. Just kidding. If you don't follow me on social media at Lizzie Langston, um, I'm the postpartum coach there and I'm going to be sharing a lot of these journal entries that I just found as I was preparing for this podcast episode in either my stories or different posts. So if you think that sounds fun to kind of read into my journal of this time when I was depressed, wouldn't that be fun? I will be sharing them there. I'm also going to be probably sending a couple exclusive ones to my email, email list members. So if you are really loving this and you want to get a little bit closer to the cuff with me and my circle of people that I help, um, then definitely join my email list. So you can do that in the link in my Instagram profile. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so let's talk about neutralizing our thoughts. This is so, 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 so good. I'll also, by the way, I'll also stick the link to um, sign up for my email list in the show notes. All right, so most people, when you're going to talk to them about your pain or heartache, are going to try to cheer you up and take you to a positive place. And the thought is like if positive cancels out negative or something, but I want you to think about and visualize a number line. Okay. For you visual learners, a couple of my clients said this was helpful. So you have a number line, you've got negative, negative five, negative four, negative three, negative two, negative one. Right. And then you've got zero and then you've got one, two, three, four, five. So if you're going on a number line, let's say you're at negative three and you want to get to positive three, 
and you're sliding up the number line, you have to pass through what first you have to pass through zero before you can get into the positives. So there's this neutral little hangout of zero. It's just one little number. You've got all these negatives, all these positives, but if you can pass, you have to pass through neutral to get to the positives sliding on a number line. Okay. So it's the same thing emotionally. Sometimes we try to just like we, we do this awareness and we find out our thoughts and we're like, Oh, okay. And the first thing we want to do when we notice that our thought is creating our feeling is we want to go in and change it to a positive one. How can I reword this so that it's positive? And so with the example of they're so loud, right? My kids screaming during lunchtime, I could be like, they sound like angels. (laughs) That's an extreme example, but in effect, that's what people try to do. Um, initially that's our first reaction. That's what our brain first wants to do because our brain is programmed to solve problems. And so as soon as you realize that your thoughts, the problem, it just wants to like completely flip it into this positive place. But the problem is that when you truly believe they're so loud, it's hard to go to a positive place. And so what I have found, especially if you're depressed, by the way, especially if you really believe a lot of negative thoughts about your circumstances and you're really hanging out at an emotional low, or if you're really on a buzz of anxiety, postpartum anxiety, and you're just like, tend to be freaking out about a lot of stuff. Sometimes rather than going to a positive place, it's just more grounding and easier to shift into a neutral place. Okay. So here are some examples. I created a bunch of them and I just want you to listen to me going through some of these thoughts and just witness what it's like. I want you to feel the shift. If these were your thoughts and you were listening to them being neutralized, like notice how you feel when you hear the first thought to how you feel when you hear the second thought. And when you think it, obviously, cause you're hearing it, I guess you're kind of thinking it. So, all right. The first thought is they are being so loud, right? And the way I neutralize that is they are children or they have voices. Okay. So we're taking the emotion out of it and we're just neutralizing it. We're getting back down to the facts, the boringness. (laughs) Now you don't want to do this forever. Part of being human, by the way, is thinking thoughts that create beautiful emotion or negative emotion. Like the great parts about being human, which is that we can create amazing feelings are also the tricky parts because we can create really negative feelings. This language thing that we can do with our prefrontal cortex, where we can think thoughts and attribute meaning to our circumstances that no other human or I'm not other humans, no other species, no other animals do this. This is just a human thing. It's beautiful and powerful, and it can also take us into the negative. And so when we find ourselves stuck in the negative, neutralizing is the key. Okay. So and the next one, motherhood is hard. Neutralizing it to there is a such thing as motherhood or motherhood is taking care of one's kids. Okay. And now if that's not neutral for you, you'd want, you'd want to tweak it a little more, right? So what might be neutral for me might not be neutral for you. Okay. We're going to keep going here. My baby is crying. So the neutral version of that, my baby is using air and her vocal cords to make noise or to communicate, to make sound. Another thought, I seriously cannot handle this. This was one of mine, by the way, for my journal. (laughs) So an option for neutralizing, although you can probably pick two or three ways to neutralize this thought and you get to choose whatever one sounds awesome for you or feels the most neutral to you. I can handle things sometimes. Okay. Now I'm going to take a moment here. And before I give some more examples, now that you've kind of gotten a taste of what it is, I just want to talk about like, 
what is neutral? What is neutralizing? When we neutralize something, what are we doing? So I looked up the definition in the dictionary actually, and the the Google definition that came up is to render something ineffective or harmless by applying an opposite force or effect. And it also talks about disarming, right? And this is such, I loved the word disarm to describe what we're doing here because seriously, when you neutralize a thought, you are disarming it. You're taking out the emotional drag or the potency of it, and you are just disarming it. And I'm specifically talking about negative thoughts, right? We don't need to neutralize positive thoughts if they're working for us. But when we have this negative thought and it has so much power to pull us in the certain direction, neutralizing it is just disarming it. And so notice as I keep sharing examples, we're really just taking the emotionally loaded language and we're neutralizing that language. Okay. I'm going to keep going with examples. Another example was, I am so scared. This was one of mine when I was away from my kids and I was getting ready to go be back with them. This was a common thought. I am so scared. I would just have such a negative, overwhelming, completely like powerful experience that had power over me. And I would think I am so scared. And so a thought that I neutralized it to is I am so alive right now. All right. Another one. I am lonely to I am alone. Or if that still feels icky, I am the caregiver today, or I am a human or I am alive. Okay. Going to the thought, holy crap, right? This is definitely not neutral. (laughs) This is language that has a lot of emotion tied into it. It's a phrase that we use when we feel overwhelmed or surprised or whatever. And it's like a reactionary language. Holy crap. So I put it to, for neutralization, I did my brain uses language to create experience. Language creates emotions. And that was really powerful because not only did it neutralize it, but it totally shifted my focus. And I I looked at the words, holy crap. And instead of feeling all the emotion of them, I was like, oh, that's just language that creates emotions. That's so interesting. Um, Another one is, I thought these ones were kind of about husband. He is being so mean or he is being so whatever, fill in the blank. And then the neutralized version of that is he is a human. He's having human thoughts. He's doing human things. He's being a human. So instead of mean or aggressive or angry, or it's just human, which is true, right? Those are all human things. Um, Another one is my husband is not very supportive to, I have a husband. He is an adult. Okay. Um, So this, okay. Another one is this just is not right, or this shouldn't be happening or something like that the version of it that I chose for neutralizing is this just is right. And so I want you to ask yourself if you take the experience or take the, take the circumstance that's really bothering you, or that's a problem for you right now, whatever your trigger is, whatever your perceived trigger, right? Because circumstances are neutral, but whatever's the problem area seems to be the problem area for you. Obviously you have thoughts about it, but this is a fun little trick. I want you to imagine that you are a fish inside of a fishbowl And you're watching it all happen. You're experiencing everything with your kids or your husband as a fish in a fishbowl. And it's not weird for them that you're a fish in a fishbowl. Like they're treating you like you're just you. But I want you to imagine like you don't have the ability to think in language. You don't hear language and understand it with the emotion of language when people say things to you. Like 
what would it be like to tune out of language and go to that, that on purpose, just temporarily go to that more empty level in our mind of just witnessing of sensation, right? Animals can feel sensation, pure experience. Um, animals feel sensation. They hear things, but they don't interpret our language. Like if a dog hears you say, I want to go on a walk. He doesn't know what you just said. He doesn't know what the word I means and want and to, and go on a walk, but the sound walk, not the word walk, the sound walk with that intonation, your dog might be like, Oh, when I hear that sound, we usually get in the car and go, right? And this is all language. He doesn't have language. But in his mind, he's picturing possibly in pictures. He's He doesn't have language, but he's like, okay, we're like, he's thinking about people going to the park and walking on a leash, but not using those words. And so I want you to try this out. It's too, super trippy, but try to experience something in your life today without language. Try to just let the words melt away, pass by, and just focus on your daughter's face and not any thoughts and words about her face. Or you walk into your pantry and instead of thinking it's so messy or I'm so hungry, like just noticing the colors on the boxes and the shapes of the boxes and like the sound that you can hear in your ears, like of your air conditioner coming through the vent on the floor, you know, like really just zoom out of language, step out for a minute of language. This is so healing. You guys, this is why I talk about healing your depression. If you can neutralize your thoughts. So first we're neutralizing the language, but then the next step above that, that I want you to play with is not even participating in language just for a temporary moment. It is so healing, especially when so much of the emotional noise and the decibels emotionally in your heart right now are from language that is so power packed with, with emotion that it is just running your life. And so it's always an option I want you to know, and it is so healing to step out of language or, and to take the language you have going on and to neutralize it. Like the examples that I gave you today. So I hope that you have some tools here that are blowing your mind that you are excited to try, go try them, come back to me, DM me on social media, email me, Liz Langston coaching at gmail.com. And please share with me what your experiences are, or just throw it down in, um, a review here on iTunes. I am so happy to be doing this work with you. I'm so glad you guys found the podcast. Feel free to share it with friends if it's helping and I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Hey, Lizzie here. If you've been struggling and you're ready for more help, I want to invite you to book a consult with me. I offer free hour-long consults where we go over what's not working, your vision for the future of your motherhood, and how I would help you given my tools and expertise. To schedule your free consult, visit my booking page at go.oncehub.com forward slash Lizzie Langston. I fully believe that you can get to where you want to go. I'll see you on the consult. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.